Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, episode number 277 with, I think this is four, five, or maybe six times on the podcast now, uh, a guy I call a good friend now, Ash Manuel. How are you, buddy? Oh, how are you, mate? Thanks for having me again. Tip top, mate. Now, I always love catching up. We, over the years, we've done quite a lot of things together now, but none more exciting than what you have just released, and that is a brand new global book. How exciting is that, firstly? And your book launch on the weekend looked incredible, mate. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, definitely exciting uh, thing to happen. It's one of those things, I'm sure, when you your book came out, Dale, um, come on. 18, probably 18 months ago now, like it, it was one of those weird things where you never actually think you'll write a book. And then I'm actually holding one in my hand at the moment. It's just a bit of a surreal feeling to actually have a book with your your name planted across the front. Uh, but it's uh, definitely a good thing, mate. And yeah, the book launch went really well on Sunday, um, which is a couple of days ago from re- re- this recording. And um, yeah, had a good good turnout, 120 people, I'd say. Some, um, the Premier of South Australia actually came as well, which was really nice, and um, as well, well as the Commissioner for uh, Children and Young People. So, um, yeah, it was a really good launch and uh, joined by a lot of family and friends, and it went really well, mate. Looking forward to getting it out there. Oh, mate, and I'm, I'm very proud of you. I know what's involved in putting something like that together, and um, it is such a nice feeling when it's in your hands. So, firstly, congratulations. I know the effort and work that's gone into uh, obviously getting that hard copy in your hand. And um, so today I want to really, I know we've done a lot of workshops together and we've spoken a lot this before about ways to sort of integrate sort of a a positive psychology mentality or routines into your school. Today I really want to talk about how just anybody, so at home, so it doesn't matter if you've got kids, family, like anybody, if you live by yourself, doesn't matter who you are, you can have, you know, some sort of practice to improve your resilience, happiness, and your mental health. And I think that's what I want to talk about today, because, um, and I know we spoke about this before, Ash, your health and happiness are your own responsibility. No, nobody else is going to make you happy, mate. Nobody else is in control of that. You're in your own destiny. And realistically, you need to have things in place to make sure you stay on top of your game. So when it comes to, you know, introducing this into just general people, so everyday adults that not even worrying about kids first, um, where's a good place to start, mate, with, you know, really having some routine or structure around that mental health practice and positive psychology? Mm. Yeah, you make a great point. It is our responsibility and no one else could do it. Like people can give us advice like specialists in terms of like um, psychologists or professionals like psychologists and things like that. They might give you ideas, but you could actually do it. Um, And there's so many different things that we can do for our own well-being as well. And probably um, going back to 2010, that's that's when I first came across like the positive psychology um, thing. And I realized like learning a skill in a sport, you can actually learn to be a more resilient and happier person through practice. So when I was looking into it, I discovered that um, resilience is actually something that you can practice. So certain things like being grateful, kind, empathetic, um, reflecting on the good things that happen, um, serving others, so doing things for other people, being a part of something like connecting. These are the things that build resilience. So it's, I always thought, well, we either bounce back or move forward from something um, by a chance, I guess. But you can actually, I guess, prepare yourself for different challenges that come up. Now, 
what I, what I did in my early days to really build that habit was really commit to it because we all know what gratitude is, for example, but unless you actually practice, it's a pretty much a useless thing to have because it, it doesn't really build, I guess, that, um, I guess, train your brain to focus on the good things that happen. And it's that negativity bias that we uh, were basically born with in a way that as a, as, as a human, but as research tells us that we can train our brains to focus on the good things. And even though it can get a bit boring at, at the time, if, if you haven't got a, a gratitude practice, even just starting writing a journal is a good practice to start. Now, the research does actually tell us as well, and I, I personally experienced this, and also young people do as well. I've actually spoken to young people about it, and they do find it boring after time, after a while to actually just keep on writing a journal. But it's a really good place to start, even for a couple couple of weeks. And then there's other ways to practice as well. So highly recommend getting in, probably the number one thing if you're going to do anything is start a gratitude journal. Now, if you've been doing a gratitude journal for some time, there are definitely some other ways to practice as well. So one of the things that I like to practice is, and I've spoken about this activity before, but I'm going to tell it again because it's a brilliant one for home, is called stop, think, appreciate. Now you can do this with your, you can do this as a um, family or if you're on your own, you can do it on your own. It's relevant for everyone. And that's just look around your home for a start and just have a look at some of the things that you can be grateful for. Because sometimes we take so much for granted, but just have a look around and see if you can see some things that you can be grateful for. Like for example, like a fridge to keep your food fresh, um, having like a bed to sleep in, like really lowering the bar and just thinking about those basic things. Because Sometimes, because we've just always had them, we take them for granted. But they're actually really, if you actually stop and think about it, they're really amazing things to have. We can't really live without them. So what I like to do is grab like a little sticker label or it could be a poster note and just choose two or three things each around the home they can be grateful for and place that sticker on there. Now, the idea of that is, is that, yes, you're identifying those things in the house, but also when you see that sticker, it's just that split-second reminder to be grateful for that thing as a, as, a, as a way of practicing. So gratitude journal is a great place to start. And another little activity you could try um, with your family or at home is that stop, think, appreciate one. So stop, have a look around, appreciate some of those things that we do have um, and, and, and appreciate by labeling it with that sticker. So that's just a little point to start, mate. Um, I, yeah, I love that. Yeah. I love that, mate. And it really, that just comes back to, that's a little reframing exercise to yes. just remind you. And, and it just brings you back to the present really, doesn't it? Like that's mm. in a way that is a mindfulness exercise as well, mate, because 100%. each time you see that sticker or the post-it note, you are stopping whatever you're doing and it's reminding you just stop and be grateful for that one thing. And, you know, that's the thing with, you know, mindfulness and gratitude and all these wellbeing things, they don't have to be a long period of time that's been dedicated to them. Do they like that simple split second is all you need sometimes to change, you know, how you're thinking or how you're feeling. Oh, absolutely. And when I, I, always, um, I actually do the, that activity in the classroom with students as well. And at the end, I'll say, look, it's not about actually going up to that thing and hugging it and thinking like spending 10, 10 minutes just thinking, oh, how good is this? <laughs> it's more about hugging just seeing it. And, yeah, hugging the fridge. Oh, man, how lucky how am good. I? Which, yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where it's just that split circle reminder. Yep, I'm actually really fortunate I have this. And it might seem a bit, I guess, corny in a way, but it's powerful. It is because... Some of the things that really get to us and make us, I guess, upset, and I don't think, I'm talking about the real significant 
tragedy things in life, but just some of those things that bother us, if we actually put in perspective, it isn't actually that bad. And just having those reminder of thinking, well, these some of these stuff that we do have, we sometimes we forget to think about that. It's just a powerful way to remind us that, that what we do have. And also to add on to that, one thing that I've learned to do is um, talking about those being responsible for our own well-being is if I'm having a bad day now and I've learned how to do this over time, but I've got my two main two main main can't start again, main two things I go to. Now I don't have to be in a bad mood to do them, but if I am in a bad mood for some reason and there's nothing wrong with being in a bad mood, it's going to happen. So physical activity is my number one go-to. I love starting the day with physical activity, put me in a good mood and I love finishing the day with it. And that also um, puts me in a good mood. So say if I'm on a scale of a minus five in a bad mood. Now, exercise at the end of the day, I know it works for me and it'll put me back to maybe zero when I'm thinking, okay, I'm feeling a lot better now. It's not so bad. And the other one is gratitude. So what I've learned to do is use my self-talk coming from a place of being grateful as a way of reframing. You mentioned about reframing before. So I'll just give you an like a real basic example, but it might be just saying to yourself, look, today's just been one of those bad days. Nothing's gone my way. I've been in a bit of a bad mood today. If I actually stop and think about it and actually put it in perspective, it might not be actually that bad. I'm actually about to go home to a family. I've got like a nice warm home on this cold day. I'm actually about to go on a holiday. I'm really grateful for the opportunity. So the reason why I'm upset or having a bad day maybe isn't so bad after all. Now, to think like that, do you think that's easy or it takes practice? No, no like of course, like anything, it, it, it doesn't just happen. And, yeah. you know, it's everything that's, I think, good in life, you know, you have to practice. It takes time. Hmm, absolutely. And, it's, and it does. And the more you practice to be grateful, whether it's through journaling at the start, an activity like stop, think, appreciate, we get better at it. And what you'll find, and this is what happened, this is why I'm sharing it, because I've experienced the, I guess the parent is that you start to see things from a more positive point of view coming from a place of being grateful, but it takes practice. And even just starting with a journal is a great way to start. And then you'll find other ways. And if you've got kids and even on your own, you can play games. Now, Dale, you're, you're the biggest games man I know. And um, there's <laughs> Thanks, different man. gratitude games you can play. You can adapt them. You've got an amazing game, which I absolutely use all the time, which is uh, the gratitude monopoly where it's based on the board or the, yeah, the board game monopoly. And you've got gratitude activities in there and you weave it, weave them in there. And it's a fun way of learning. Great for kids, great for families. Um, there's so many different ways we can practice. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And one thing you come back to there, and this is something I think about quite a lot. And you mentioned how exercise makes you feel. Um, mm. and, I, and I love the way you use it. It's you use it as a, like it's a reward because you know it's good for you. But so many other people... I think they use exercise as like a punishment. Do you know what I mean? It's something that they have to do. Like it, it's not mm. a reward that they get to move their body. Again, that way you look at something, isn't it? Like it's a, it's a very simple thing. Like if you want to look at it as a negative, you can, or if you want to look at it as a positive and how grateful you should be that you're able to exercise because there are a lot of people that aren't. That, that, mm. that, it's a whole way that positive and negative self-talk, it, it plays a yep. big part, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head there. Like just being grateful for you can actually move your body. Like um, uh, a guy called Nick, I always pronounce his name, not quite right, but Nick Vucic, he was born with no legs and no arms. Um, he's written a book called something, uh, Life Without Limits or something like Life Without Limbs, maybe. I can't remember, but I've read his book and he was like really depressed as a teenager. And then he realized that 
he sort of reframed it and thought, well, I've still got, um, we didn't have arms and legs, but he still got so many other things. He could still talk. He could still manage to move his body. Now he's one of the biggest motivational speakers in the world. So having that opportunity to actually move your body is something to be really, really grateful for. And look, I mean, this is the way I see it anyway. Like it's, we, we got that opportunity to do it. So it's actually a gift that we have to actually be able to exercise for a start. But also you're right. I think it's a really good way to look at it. It's, um, it's a bit more of a reward and it, it makes you feel so good. Like, and it's probably one of the most underutilized, it might not be, but it, for our mental well-being, like, and there's research around as well. It, physical activity has more benefit than like antidepressants. Um, there, there is research around it. If you search, I mean, I, I don't have it in front of me, but I've definitely seen it. And if you search it, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it does. And it's just a powerful thing. And, and I think, um, I mean, physically, yeah, it's good, but the reason why I exercise is mentally. Yeah. Yeah. You get, you get so much more out of it. And I, I absolutely love that. Now, um, obviously the book is full of so much more and I've had the pleasure of watching you present. And um, I think that's the best thing about writing a book is that not everyone's always going to have the opportunity to see you talk Ash, um, mm-hmm. but you haven't, held back and kept your best gold nuggets out, mate, have you? You have literally spilled the beans on, you know, everything you do successful, everything you do that has had amazing results around Australia. And obviously now going, we're presenting together overseas next year in Bangkok and Singapore. And um, the reason being is you've found ways to obviously make, you know, this positive psychology and practicing gratitude and all those, you know, check-ins and everything that people need you found a way to make it work and you, that's what's in the book yeah mm, yeah mate it's actually yeah exactly right so the book the purpose of the book is a bit of a guide so it's got some a bit of background information at the start just touching on the purpose or oh, sorry the the reason for the book a little bit about my background but at the end of the day i just try to give as many ideas um for uh, teachers but also for families at home any individual can take something away from it as well and just give them ideas of how they can practice um, skills about being um, not only grateful, but we also focus on kindness, um, empathy, a positive, I call positive reflection, or another way to think about it is that growth mindset. And then also talking about self-awareness and ownership, because at the end of the day, as we spoke about this before, you've got to do, you've got to look after yourself. And also what I get at in the book, and particularly teaching young people these skills, but it's, it's relevant for adults, is that, we can actually prepare ourselves for different situations. So a big part of self-awareness for me is knowing that if you're, if you know you're about to go into a situation where you know, you're going to get frustrated. So you could be going into a, like a meeting, for example, and you know that some people in the meeting are going to go the wrong way. And it could be as simply the, the tone of their voice or the way they talk. <laughs> the way they look at you <laughs> yeah it just um, it, it's interesting how we, we think but it's true like if you know you're going to go into a situation where like it's going to bother you or you're going to get frustrated or you feel it happening well you can pay yourself for that and think hey i know i'm going to a, a tough situation and i'm going to get frustrated but here's what i'm going to do i'm going to say to myself look it's okay it's okay it's okay whatever your strategy is or a few deep breaths but it's about i guess preparing yourself it's about building that resilience muscle. It's about preparing yourself for different situations that come up. And particularly for, for teachers. And in fact, it doesn't matter what industry you're in or um, if you're a stay-at-home parent, it's going to be, we're going to experience stressful times. But if you've got those skills that you can call on and know what works for you, 
That's really important. And I'll go into a fair bit about that in the book and also give you ideas about different um, activities, different lessons, different games, different reflections that you can actually apply and, and do. So, and as I said, they're relevant for in the classroom, um, at home, as a family, or as an individual um, for yourself as well. I love that, mate. And we're going to have obviously links at the end where people can uh, find the book. And I know you can find it anywhere, um, but I'm more interested. What are you most proud of about the whole journey and um, what you've been able to achieve? Because for anybody out there having an idea to write a book's one thing, but then actually being able to make that book come to life and have a real yep. life physical product. Um, I want to know, yeah, what are you most proud of about what you've been able to achieve, mate? Yeah, well, that's that's a good question. I think um, I'm just proud of actually like of actually doing it because <laughs> when I started, like, I'm, and I'm, to be honest, I don't, I'm never really enjoyed writing. Like, I started when I started growing with gratitude in 2014. I used to try to write a consistent blog post, but I didn't actually really enjoy the writing process. I never really have enjoyed writing. Um, so I knew it was going to be a challenge, but I think personally, I'm quite determined. So um, I've fortunately got the opportunity through Wiley, which is the same publisher of you, and um, you definitely helped um, getting that um, that original meeting, mate, with the um, with the publisher. But um, once I, you, you, I guess you get that opportunity, we, you just want to commit to it. So it's just making that decision about, okay, I'm not the best writer. I am, to be honest, in the past, I haven't enjoyed it, but I'm just going to do it. So just, I guess, taking on something that was going to be a challenge and just um, putting the time into it and knowing, just saying to myself, like, especially in the tough days, you just don't feel like doing it. I always reframed it. I thought, well, this is not about me necessarily. It's about providing a resource that other people can use. And that helped me get through as well. Um, and it was a bit of a funny story. So early on in the piece, I had to submit two sample chapters. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm already know this bit, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, and uh, pretty much um, the uh, the publisher very kind, but they didn't actually use these words. But in a nice <laughs> in a nice email, they said um, it's pretty uh, it's, it's crap basically. But um, <laughs> but what was actually wasn't what I knew, and what I actually knew was that it needed work. But uh, I thought that it would go to the editor and you work with the editor, but they actually want it pretty, like, pretty close to on the money when it actually goes to the editor. And they said, um, recommended, oh, I think you should work with a book writing coach. And uh, they put me in contact with a few, ended up working with Kelly Irving, who's absolutely genius when it comes to book writing. So she was my mentor. Um, she helped a lot with the flow and the structure. And so just... I guess just proud of how it came about. So knowing that I wasn't the best writer, but willing to learn, um, listening to people and eventually just like finishing it and thinking, I've just actually written a book and holding it like a couple of weeks ago, they send out a, like just a few copies um, just to show you what it basically looks like. And it was just an amazing thing. Like it actually got quite emotional. Like you think, oh my God, that's got my name on it. I've just actually written this. So <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, just proud of actually writing it, mate, because it's never thought, never something that I thought I'd do. And just the process, I think the process went through to do it. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing you just mentioned there is, mate, you know, that it, it's not something that comes natural to you. And I know we had many conversations about this because I was the same way, but 
Um, if you can write a book now, you can do anything. And I think that message that you've just shared there, you know, and you're, you're very vulnerable, like sharing that, you know, the first two chapters were pretty rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. but that didn't stop you. There's always a way around things. And um, yeah. I think if there's any message that uh, people should take away is that you can always, always get around things. You've just got to keep persevering and putting in the work and finding good people to help you through. And, and I know that that's what you've done, mate. And, and in the long run, you're the one that benefits from that hard work and, you know, that never say die attitude, mate, which I absolutely love. So for people out there, where can we get our hands on one of these lovely white books, mate? Because they look brilliant. Yes. No, this actually come up really well. And can I just go back a step and say, yes, those, Initial chapters were shit, but it's <laughs> crap, sorry. No, you're uh, on, mate. The book has actually come out really, really well. Like it actually, it's a, I'm actually really proud of it. I've actually read it um, a couple of times and I'm thinking this actually sounds good. <laughs> so, um, yeah, to be honest, it's actually a really good resources for a resource for um, teachers, uh, families, and um, a lot of individuals as well. Because in the title, it does say, Growing with gratitude, building resilience, happiness, and mental well-being in our schools and homes. And when it says homes, yes, if, if you've got kids, fantastic, because we really want to teach these skills as young as we can to people, but it's just as relevant for you as an adult. And it's not, it's never too late to start or add to what you're already doing. Um, so you can get hold of the book at uh, growingwithgratitude.com slash book or um, on Amazon, Booktopia, and the online stores as well. And for oh, sorry, listeners... And, Sorry, actually, oh, it's, it's, it'll be on no, Dimix and it'll be everywhere, won't it? Yes, yeah, yeah. I think in stores as well, in the major bookstores. Um, that that's early October, though. I think it's the first weekend, maybe late September, early October. But um, yeah, it'll be in bookstores soon. Yeah, and for all international listeners, if you just Google um, Ash Manual Growing with Gratitude book, um, it will come up. I know I did that earlier today. Um, and a lot of international ones, they'll be out in all bookstores. And Ash, I always, when I said with mine, because I love bookstores and they've been hit hard. If you can not buy on Amazon, if you can not buy on these other places, go to a physical book mm. place and support them because they won't be around yeah. much longer if people like Amazon just keep taking over and things like that, will they? Mm. No, absolutely. I actually love going to, I've got a bookstore at Dimmick's not far from me. I always walk past, grab a coffee, um, just walk in the bookstore, go up and down the aisles and I often walk out with one. I think it's um, it's a really good thing to do, like just see what people have got out there and it's nothing better than actually holding a book in your hand and like reading the back cover, what it's about and then walking out with one. It's a bit of a process. It's a bit of an outing. <laughs> it is, it's a treat, Marta, after a couple of years of lockdowns, I'll tell you. So, so listeners, uh, this episode number 277, if you go to the show notes, I'll have links where you can obviously go um, on Ash's website, but also everywhere else where you can go and search it. And Ash, before we do go, um, obviously we've both got very nice books now um, and they're both sort of around the similar thing, but we offer different ways of sort of practicing and enjoying that together. Um, and we have run a number of workshops around Australia. Um, and now we're obviously doing a few in Asia and I know we're going to go to the AAU later in the year, later in 2023 and so forth like that. Um, in the show notes, I'll have a link to for the flyer if your workplace sports club school whoever that is maybe looking for uh you know exactly what ash has said today building resilience happiness having a bit of fun building connections um obviously having a bit of play through me and things like that go and check those out because there are a lot of funny workshops aren't they ash we have a ball oh, absolutely and, and i think and i spoke about this um to you before like at, at the last one that we did and i said look it's about empathy. You're like you're putting yourself in the teacher's shoes. We're both teachers and we've sat in 
um, trainings before and workshops in a whole range of different areas. And 90, I reckon 90% of them are just boring. So yeah. we make sure that we put ourselves in the teacher's shoes and we want to make it fun and engaging, um, highly practical, lots of laughs, but learning at the same time. So yeah, they are a lot of fun, mate. Lots of laughs. I think that's the way to go. But the main thing today is don't remember the workshop. Go and get Ash's book. Um, and like you said, it, it's brewing for schools and homes, but also workplaces. I think more so than ever, um, having these practices in a workplace is really important. Or if you're a coach for your sports side, you know, different ways to check in with your players and build those relationships. I think it is so important. So episode number 277, go and check out the show notes. Click on the link, buy Ash's book um, and support the great man, Ash. Thanks so much, mate. Should be bloody proud of yourself. I know I'm proud of you, mate. Well done, great man. Thank you. Thanks, Dale. Thanks for having me on and uh, appreciate the kind words. And um, yes, it's, uh, feel free to get out there and get a book and maybe <laughs> share one with your friends. <laughs> Bye for a Christmas present. All right, everyone. Thanks, Ash. Cheers.